Kidless, the show about creating a life without children. I'm Ashley. And I'm Eric. And we're here with a very special episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Soothe me. So, um, we both need some soothing today, huh? We do, yeah. And yeah. we still need a <laughs> we still need a catchphrase <laughs> because I like that conversation. <laughs> the catchphrase conversation? Yes. Tell me more about what you're thinking. I uh, just, I think it bears repeating. We had an, an online conversation that we deleted, so you can consider it offline because <laughs> <laughs> it's gone now. But um, that we <laughs> that I want a catchphrase of something that, you know, I don't know, but like we had said, like they're, all the cool ones are taken or they're not appropriate for white people to say. <laughs> and appropriate meaning they're just, they sound lame. They sound nerdy. So... You know, like, bitch better have my money. Was that what it was? No. <laughs> well, I don't know what conversation you're talking about, online conversation. Our last, the when we tried to record an episode and we talked about this. And then we deleted that episode. Oh, that one. Yeah, like, <laughs> earlier today. I know, but <laughs> people don't know about that. No, they don't. No. They do we've, now. We've, you can see that we're having a hard time. And yeah, sorry. I, yeah, I'm coming out of the gate with that. <laughs> We um, have started and stopped this recording today three times Mm -hmm. um, and just really, (laughs) I mean, struggling. Struggling. Clearly. I'm not so much right now. I feel more at ease with you right now. Okay. But, um, But I do, yeah, we can talk about it. I don't know. And so sorry. I know you, we had this order to go to, but, um. Maybe it makes sense to continue to address this first and then get into the other stuff. Well, okay. So we're feeling insecure and mm-hmm. I know that that's how I started the last episode. And uh, we're feeling that today because it feels like I feel pressure for some reason, even though it's like what I have, we have tens of people listening. Tens. Tens, literal tens. Mm-hmm. And I feel this pressure to do well and... Yeah, I love them, and I'm so grateful for them, and I want them to be happy. And I want people that don't have kids, that have kids, that don't care about anything we're saying about kids, <laughs> to feel like this is a place they can come. And it's not about politics, and it's not about whatever shit going on, mostly. Um, it's like, you know, just personal stuff between us underneath it all it's just an ongoing conversation between the two of us yeah that i hope people can relate to in one way or another uh-huh. and i think we get caught we're getting caught up in um relevance yeah being entertaining or like what does mm-hmm. it take to and i'm losing ourselves a little bit yeah i don't know as and we try to do this today y- you know what and one thing i wanted to say i think today too was kind of like why i wanted to do a podcast or like what i'm trying how do I say this? Not what I want to model exactly, but what was the real inspiration and why I thought this would be a good idea. And that's because on Dax Shepard's podcast, Armchair Expert, um, which is largely great and phenomenal, um, when I when his wife, Kristen Bell, the beloved enchanted Kristen Bell, <laughs> I feel like she should always be introduced as the, en- the enchanting or the enchanted, <laughs> whatever. The, she's we, both. She's both. Um, yeah, when the two of them were on and I was like, oh my God, I love this. 
like a married couple that like really loves each other, like talking about stuff and like, Being no, real. that's not right. That's not how I remember it at all. And you know, I don't know. It was really comforting. Well, and the first one they're like talking about how they, they started out in a fight and then they worked through that fight and then they <laughs> come out the other end, you know, and I think that's real. And so I think mm, we've gotten, as we've, true. as we've tried today to start this podcast episode, we've gotten caught up and trying and, moved away from being real, I think. Mm-hmm. And as we've, so we're trying it again. Yeah. Let's get back to, to being real. No expectation. <laughs> sure. 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 But I think that, you know, it is you, you know, you have your business and that you're worrying about like mm-hmm. execution and all of that and follow through. And that is exactly what we're kind of facing here today. Yeah. My this. side hustle, Your not, side my, hustle. not my yeah, primary yeah. thing, mm-hmm. but yes, exactly. And that is what we're facing. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. Um, Oh, you just said something that maybe made me think of uh, our catchphrase. Um, <laughs> when you said like, start being real and like we could have something that's like when, pe- when two people stop being polite and start being real, mm, <laughs> you knew I was going to go there. You knew it. <laughs> You knew that's where I was going to go. Okay. The original reality TV, the love of my life. You know, the newest generation of kids right now, like, you know, sub sub millennial is being called Gen Z slash the Instagram generation. Mm -mm. Um, I wonder if we could be called the real world generation. That is a micro generation. (laughs) I'll take it. I'll take it. In between. I mean, reality TV has literally shaped my life. Yeah. I'm going to call it out. If you're born between 75 and 85, you are the real world generation. You heard it here first. I'm, you heard it here first, and I'm standing by it. That is what we are because we started, we really came up in this time where um, real emotions became entertainment and became informative and on the table to talk about. Um, I don't know. And like, I think, to, things, and I think I you and I are still sorting out how much do we really want to show of ourselves yeah. and how much do we keep just between us? Mm-hmm. And that is a difficult dynamic to sort of work through. Yeah, it is because I don't know when I'm talking to you and when I'm talking to my audience. I know. I, I have an audience. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I'm so full of shit. I, I don't have a, oh my God, what uh, a prick thing to say. I love that. I think it was great. I hope I, I keep, keep on that train. <laughs> Well, babe, my audience uh, <laughs> begs to differ. <laughs> it's our next argument, my next rebuttal. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Your audience <laughs> seems great. Yeah, they seem cool. They stand by me. <laughs> <laughs> They're definitely on my side. So, um, all right, well, good. Well, um, what else you got, man? Well, okay, so I think we wanted to, and I think... we wanted to follow up on some of the stuff we heard after our last episode because mainly because I don't think we made ourselves as clear as we wanted to be. And that was evident in some of the feedback we got. Mm -hmm. So what did you want to follow up on? Oh yeah. I think the one thing that, you know, and I, and I thought this was actually was, you know, pleased with this reaction in, in an odd way that, um, you know, some people said like, Oh, it sounded like you, Eric, like, or maybe both of us, you really want to have kids. That's what I got out of it, is that your pros were like way outweighing the cons. And I 
did not feel that was what we had conveyed at all. I thought it was pretty balanced. But um, but I, I love that someone had that perspective because I'm like, good. Because I want you to feel that we've thought about it and that we're being very honest about both sides mm-hmm. and that we're truly not coming into this with, you know, an agenda. Really trying to not be blind yeah. or cut ourselves off from any one feeling within us. Yeah. Um, I think it is most honest. I think anybody is being the most honest when they can say, I feel two ways about the same thing. Mm -hmm. And when you can sort of own that, then you're not sort of deceiving yourself in some way. And we're really trying hard to not deceive ourselves Mm -hmm. in this decision. Yeah, exactly. And and I don't want it to be every week and I don't want it to be every episode because that would be boring. But I I do want to, um, on my part, like y'all are going to get honesty and sometimes that's going to come with uh feelings of regret or worry about mm-hmm. this life and this decision mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. sometimes it's going to come with like real uh excitement and yeah. <laughs> un- un- unabashed unapologetic stance of like my decision and that I'm stoked on it. Yeah. And so, then we think everybody else is ridiculous who has kids. I mean, like, you know, sometimes we might feel that way. Right. So that's what, I guess that's the point I wanted to make is the follow up is that, um, I love you all. This feedback is really important and mm-hmm. it's really meaningful. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and yeah, and yeah, you're going to get honesty. And so sometimes you might come away with a feeling and you know, yeah, maybe that's how it comes across right then. But, that might be, and yeah, we reserve the right to sound different each time. Oh yeah, different people <laughs> have different opinions uh-huh. every time. Yeah, I'm not going to stick moment to moment could be. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I certainly don't have a cohesive story any, any ever. So so stay tuned. Stay tuned. Um, <laughs> no. Yeah, and so my piece of uh, feedback that I wanted to respond to, I guess, is. I want to make. I don't think I made it, actually made it as clear as I do feel about not having kids. There's one thing I want to say, which is the thought of having a child de- fully depend on me for years for whatever they need sends me just the thought of it sends me into a depth of depression I cannot describe. It makes me tired to think about <laughs> like puts me to sleep like that sounds like that feels deadening to me. Like that does not feel good to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that to me seems like something I got to listen to, you know? Yeah. Um, and, the, and so I totally think that I could be a good mother that could bring joy into my life. But really mostly I think that, dead in something inside of me and I have to give up. It feels like giving up way too much of myself to do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not ready to do that. Mm-hmm. And there is another point I wanted to make about that, which is a little bit about how I grew up. And I have this like story that I think exemplifies why I have ended up in this place. And I do want to share that. So, and just buckle your seatbelts cause it's a little sad. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I hope you're sitting down. Hopefully, if you listen yeah, to this. yeah, just take a beat. Um, so when I was a kid, and my sister and I were just talking about this over the week, when I was a kid, you know, Nikki and I, my sister, must have like been playing with our cousins or something. I don't know. And we got lice, 
and or we got it from somebody. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And like maybe there was some attention paid to it. I don't really remember, but we were left with it. No one took care of it. And I did ha- I did somehow have I was like fourth or fifth grade, I think. And I had the lice shampoo or something. I had access to it at, at the house. And our bathroom was disgusting, but I would literally take baths like every day and try and wash my hair with this stuff. And I I wasn't quite good enough at like combing my hair with this little tiny comb because it has like a lot of hair and it's thick and I couldn't get all the bugs out. So I, but I thought like maybe if I wash it enough and wash it every day or something, I'll kill everything. I didn't really know how it worked, but I was trying, you know? And so I just would sit in class every day at school and like I would feel in my little scalp the like bugs or whatever the little nits that just this is disgusting i'm sorry but i would feel it you feel it yeah and like you can feel them and you can like pull them out and so i think uh, so also i was sort of i thought like maybe if i pick them all out i can pick them all out or i can uh, get them or something like mm. you know some little kid hope yeah and then one day at school they you know do a lice check and so we're all standing in line waiting and i was like at a little private school and um so, so it's just like my class is just a really small group. And so everybody kind of knows what's going on. And I'm standing in line waiting and I'm just like trembling and scared and crying because I know they're going to find that I have it and I'm going to be so embarrassed. And the teachers think I'm crazy because I'm already crying before they've even checked me. And I'm mm-hmm. thinking, no, you, they're like, you don't even know if you have it yet. And I'm saying, oh, I know. I know I have it. Mm-hmm. And th- so, of course, they checked me. I do have it. Oh. And... You know, somebody must have come to get me. I don't remember, but um, but my my aunt is ultimately the one who, you know, washed my hair and got rid of it and took care of it, and finally I was rid of it. I don't remember a parent helping me with it at all, or really even caring. Yeah. Um. Got actually, it. I remember my them being a little frustrated, them being mad that they had to like clean the couch or wash the sheets or something. Um. And so my point with this story, though, is, you know, at no point in having that in the weeks that I had it, did I think, I'm going to tell an adult, an adult's going to help me. Yeah. They're going to take care of me. They're going to care what's going on with me, and they're going to want to take care of it. Mm-hmm. At no point did I think that. Mm-hmm. I just sort of went along hoping I was going to handle it somehow. Yeah. And I think that has really I mean that is sort of encapsulates my childhood and I would say like you know I grew up thinking I have to depend on myself no one cares about me or no one really cares about how I'm doing I have to take care of me yeah and so I'm still sort of left with that and dealing with that and I do not have the room really to take care of someone else not and I don't and I don't even want to pathologize myself for that. Like, Mm. I think having kids is not the ultimate expression of self, in my opinion. Yeah. It is not the ultimate choice. It is not, like, the ultimate expression of being a human being. I, it's just a, so it's just a choice I'm choosing not to make for myself. Mm -hmm. I'm choosing to not have kids. And so, so, and I think that's fine. So, but I just wanted to sort of, highlight or like you know make it clear why i'm in this position yeah right i mean god that's such a sad story yeah 
I mean, all of a lot of your childhood stories are sad to me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just just makes me want to take care of you, and we do have that relationship. And I think a lot of good, uh, you know, relationships, um, marriages, or uh, whatever, otherwise, are have that element where you know, each person embodies like somebody young, somebody same age, you know, you're a, you're a daughter, you're a wife, you're a mother, you're all three of those things to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And in our life, the way we create, we've created it, we cruise into those three roles all the time. Almost, almost equally. Yeah. Um, where play all these different parts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Where like, I see you as like a little kitten sometimes (laughs) to be (laughs) nuzzled and drowned. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I, I don't know know what else you do with kittens. Those are the only two things I've done. Um, tweet at us if you got other (laughs) ideas on what to do with kittens. (laughs) But like, I see you as that. I, you know, I, I see you as this like, you know, powerful, lovely wife that's inspiring and sexy and everything. And then I really rely on you for, you know, deep, deep comfort, like, um, you know, like a mother. Um, so, and I was, yeah. And I, you know, I think that I do the same, like I have learned how to rely on you because I didn't really know how to do that with anyone close to me. And so I've learned how to do that with you. And I, you know, so that has really, a lot of that's been healed through our relationship mm-hmm. and through all of my therapy and blah, blah, blah. But like, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. and I still think that you and I are learning. And you mentioned this in a earlier failed recording, <laughs> but, but like how we're parenting, learning to parent ourselves and, yeah. and, and, you know, parent each other, but also learn how to also be lovers and, uh-huh. you know, and, how to play all those roles together. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I like our relationship right now. Um, and I think this concept and the audacity to record our voices (laughs) and put something out is indicative of where we are right now is that we do feel, and I guess maybe in a weird way, I feel a little bit like, um, that we, uh, I don't know. I guess that we have something worth sharing and maybe it's not. Um, but it does mm-hmm. feel like, I don't know how else to say it other than it is indicative of how we are in our relationship right now where there's, you know, there's not, they're not children obviously. And, um, and there's us and we've, because of that, we've battled a ton of demons together and a lot of stuff that there just would, there's no way there would be time for, and that you'd get all sorts of benefits and other things from, you know, having, you know, kids be involved. Sure. Um, but with us there, there's other benefits and that's that we've really battled a lot of this stuff together. And, um, and that's, you know, that's kind of where I stand right now as far as really truly why I don't have kids is, um, and, and, and I don't want them right now is because I love this. I love battling through life together with just you. Yeah. Like too much. It's really tempting to, for me to think about kids. I don't have, you know, Mm -hmm. the exact reactions you do, but that's fine. I have something else that is, uh, I like this. I like where things are going. Mm -hmm. Um, and I want to be honest about what I'm giving up so I don't regret it one day. 
Totally. If I, if I talk about it I don't want to be blinded by yeah. that one day. Exactly. I'm trying to work with that right now. Mm-hmm. And I think, to go back to my sad story, I mean, what I learned is, I don't, you know, when a kid grows up like that, they learn, and I learned, I don't really matter, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and what I think or what I feel or whatever doesn't matter. And so me, for me, having a kid wouldn't really um, heal that for me. I don't think, Mm -hmm. I think something like this podcast does because I am daring to believe Mm -hmm. that my voice matters, that I have something to say. And at the same time, I feel crippling like insecurity about it. Like today when we tried to record, you know, Um, all that old shit gets comes in and gets in the way of like, no, you don't really have anything to say. This isn't really important. Mm -hmm. You know, no one really cares about you. No one really wants to hear what you, you know, about your life. Mm -hmm. So this is sort of, this feels more like the track I need to be on for me in my life than having kids. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Is to have a podcast. Well, you know, it's for me to believe that I, and like force myself to do this thing every week where I say to myself, (laughs) You do have a voice. Mm-hmm. Use it. Mm-hmm. You have something to say. Yeah. I love it. I totally agree with you. And I, d- and I think you do have a voice that deserves to be heard. Mm. You do. I mean, you've said this. I've th- I think you're the star of the podcast currently. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, I think you're insane. I'm not. I've, I've listened to the other ones, and you're clearly more articulate and level-headed and funny mm-hmm. and, and say things. And I am just saying, yeah, <laughs> that's what I get out of like baby. <laughs> but to be fair, I spend four times a week on the couch in analysis, thinking and talking with the help of someone. So I think I've got, you know, a head start maybe Yeah. on something. Maybe you do. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, good. Well, what else we got? So that's today. Mm-hmm. That's what we got today. Do we want to do Victor Victim? Yeah, I think we do. Um, I uh, I think I should go. I think I should start. <laughs> You've got one? <laughs> you know I do. You know I do. Um, this week, there is a Victor. <laughs> and it's it's. It's kind of both of us, but I'm going to point it at you. Hmm. Because let me just set the scene here, folks, to my listeners. <laughs> my audience. Sorry, <laughs> Your that's audience. What it was. Yeah, my audience. Yeah. Uh, so I, you know, we have a, we have a, a, we get a lot of packages. We just do. We, it's an Amazon world. Maybe it's the Amazon generation, but we, we get a lot of packages. Um, and we're full-time professionals, and we're out there kicking ass, and so people... We're out here in these streets. We're out here in these streets, <laughs> you know, getting paper. <laughs> <laughs> See, none of these... Getting those papes. Those papes. None of, none of these catchphrases <laughs> is good for white people. White people should not have, you know, anything that they say, you know, whatever. There's the, nothing like that. So anyway, we're out there, we're getting paper, and... Um, I, we have a doorbell that is uh, has a video camera on it. So I see a package has been d- delivered, and I'm like, you know, just another day, right? I'm thinking this is totally fine. It's Tuesday. It's not a big deal. Okay. Um, <laughs> I get home. I pick it up. I see it, and uh, it's all these, like, protein bars, RX bars, um, a huge box of them. And RX bars. They're uh, good. They're amazing. 
So when I say a box of them, I mean a box of six boxes. <laughs> there are six boxes within this box. And I'm like, oh my God, did Ashley go so overboard with just stocking up and making sure she's never without a bar? Which, by the way, side note, listeners, Ashley is like, if you've ever seen that movie Signs, for, uh, the M. Night Shyamalama Ling Long <laughs> movie, Signs, there's the the girl in it, which who may or may not be Abigail Breslin, but um, oh, yeah. there's a girl in it that only drinks half a cup of water and leaves it all over the house, mm. later to be brought in as a life-saving device. But mm. um, Ashley's like that, but with protein bars. Um, and half-eaten bars are all over the home. <laughs> and I hope that one day we are <laughs> attacked by aliens and we can say, oh, my God. And I look around and this ominous music plays that has like a slight upbeat to it that <laughs> indicates you're about to sa- be saved by Ashley's half-eaten fucking bars. <laughs> so anyway, um, back to... Hard as rocks. Uh, hard as rocks, yeah. So back to Tuesday, I see this. I'm like, yeah, that's what she's done. She's bought six boxes of RX bars to leave half-eaten. So she gets home and I'm like... Uh, and I, the, out of your mouth, the first thing is like, oh, hey, my bars came. <laughs> so again, I'm thinking like, uh, yeah, this is cool. Like she just ordered these. And I was like, yeah, what's the deal? So anyway, why you're the victim, Victor, mm-hmm. coming to the point um, is that <laughs> someone has included you um, on some list, on mm-hmm. some mailing list mm-hmm. in like the food and beverage world. Yeah. Some sweet man. And some. From and, RX bar. Yeah. Reached I, out to me. Okay. And he is like, hey, what do you tell, tell, well, tell us? Well, he's sweet. You know, I'm somehow erroneously on this like bon appetit um, <laughs> mail list, I, mailing list or something. I get all these emails, all these invites to food and drink events mm. in New York, which I would happily go to. I would have already scammed us into some of these events if we lived in New York. Truth. We do not. So anyway, Philippe from RX Bar, mm. sweet guy. Mm-hmm. Emailed me, wanted to know if he could send me some stuff. I say, sure, absolutely. Here's my address. <laughs> I make sure his address and his email matches the one that, of the RX Bar headquarters. It does. Checks out. Story checks out. <laughs> so I <laughs> send him my email address. And I figure once he sees my address and that I do not live in New York or something, uh, whatever, he will politely not send me anything. No, no. Philippe makes nope. good on his promise. Yep. Sends me a ton of RX bars and the peanut butter, which is my favorite thing in this world. If you have not sucked down some mm-hmm. of those packets, mm-hmm. do yourself a favor. Yeah. Anyway. I, they're amazing. And uh, yeah. So Eric calls it identity theft, though. He keeps calling me a thief. Mm. Yeah. Thief is not right, though. I mean, I say it's identity theft that works in your favor somehow. Is that like someone thinks that, you, you know, instead of getting your identity stolen... Your I identity. Given, I was given. You were given an identity <laughs> <laughs> of a bon appetit uh, editor or something, which you, like you have to be important enough. Um, no, I mean I've watched a lot of YouTube and a lot of um, <laughs> I listen to a lot of podcasts. I know how this shit works. P. I know how PR works. I may not be in the PR world, but I know how it works. This yeah. is in the budget. <laughs> To send me this all this shit. I'll give it to people. I'm talking about it right now. Look at all this free PR. And I'll it's give true. it to people. So really, I am mm-hmm. helping the RX Bar community. Yeah. 
It's a, I'm doing the Lord's work. You when are. you think about it. Well, you are. Yeah, the Lord X. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you think about it, um, you know, people out there who may be debating, like, hey, I'd like to advertise on the Kidless Podcast. Look how well it's going for RX Bar. They're not even advertising. <laughs> not even hashtag not spawned. Not sp- not sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> and but yet. Uh, here we are talking about him. So, so anyway, I, I make, I make, I, I claim you as Victor. I thank you. I'll take the title and run. Yes. Because you have, you saw this opportunity of someone reaching out from a company with food that you enjoy and says like, Hey, I'd like to give you some free samples. And instead of anything inside you saying, Oh, you must have the wrong person. Um, man, how funny would that be if I got these? You just steamrolled right ahead and said, <laughs> oh, that is me. I am she. Here's my address to my house. Um, and here we are now with two deliveries. Mm. If I could just circle back to that sad story I told before. Um, I think, what a victor in my own life that I have taken this opportunity to get what, get what I need. You know oh, what? True. I really developed a skill. I yeah. think that's what we've learned. Uh huh. Well, you're survivalist. Yep. If nothing else, you know, Correct. You're, you're you're not you know I don't know stepping over that opportunity. You see it and it'll feed you. And um, anyway, yeah. So that was I. Do you remember some of the things I said? I just when you came home and you told me what had happened, I just could not believe it. Well, you were. It is the, I think I've never been sexier to you. Mm, you were so, were so excited. I was. By this. Yeah, which I love you for. You could not stop laughing, but you were also, I think, turned on. I was. It's super hot to, like, <laughs> to be married to someone that's like, you know, I'm, I'm going to scam the system But here. to me, this doesn't feel like a scam. No, it doesn't to you. No. I just don't <laughs> even get why this is even a thing, but here I am. <laughs> All right. Well. I guess uh, we'll never know, but um, I am praying and hoping that you continue this behavior and yeah. we continue to get free stuff, yeah. um, you know, food or I'll beverage. Take it. So, um, all Bras. right. Yeah. Third love, call me. Okay, <laughs> <K>, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Okay, see you next time. <laughs> oh my God. Wait, wait, wait. I just remembered. Uh, we haven't ever told people to like about our Twitter and stuff and Instagram. So we're on Twitter, Correct. Kidless Pod, Kidless Pod, one word, and then Instagram, same thing, same thing, Kidless Pod. Yeah, you can also email us. Yeah, at Kidless Pod. Any feedback? Yep. you can email us. That's also. right. At Kidless Pod, sorry, Kidless Pod <laughs> at Gmail. Yeah, that's all you got to remember, guys. Yeah, Kidless Pod. And we again open to all feedback, all kinds of whatever. And uh, we'll try to be a little more secure Mm -hmm. next time and (laughs) knock it out of the park. You know what? Let's be professional. All right. Okay, bye. Bye. (laughs)